Hello, and welcome to my Lane Audio Experience. I am Mavis Saina Ganjadza, and I am so excited to have you here. So excited. So here's the thing. I know that you know that God made you for a specific purpose. My hope is that through this podcast and everything that I share here, you'll be encouraged to take charge of your life and be uniquely you. Your purpose is your lane, and all I want to see you do is own your lane. Ready for today's episode? Are you sure? Let's do it. Hello and welcome. This is my podcast video, my lane audio experience. It's my lane audio experience. So I normally do an audio podcast, but today I was like, hey, I was already recording other things. I know I figured I can do two things where I record this podcast, but also do something for my YouTube channel. I'm still working on my YouTube channel and I have been sucking on videos and the quality of my videos and then so many excuses. So I figured I'm already dressed up. I'm already recording other things. So instead of then shifting to my audio usual, I am now also doing a video for YouTube. So if you're checking this out, you can go to my YouTube channel, Mevisaina Kanjata. I think that, yeah, yes, that's it. And then you can also watch this because it's even more impactful when we're talking on video, right? Because then I'm looking at you, then you can see me and then it's deeper communication. All right. So today my topic is generations are rooting for you. You know how we love to be cheered on? Like when you're playing, if you're a sport person, and then you have all these people who are like cheering you on. It's just amazing. It's empowering. And it pushes you forward. So you can move from slacking to purposeful performances. You can move from slacking to peak performance because of who is cheering you on. And this is about generations. So the people who you don't know, they're going to come from you in the, in the manner of children. They can be your direct children, adopted children, or just people you influence who will be impacted by what is in you, what God placed in you, and they're rooting for you. They need you to show up for that. And that's what this is about. This is something I'm really like here on because I'm really passionate about this because I was living in a space where I didn't ever think of anybody after me. Not that I was being selfish or anything, but it was just normal life, you know. I'm looking to get the best out of life for me and maybe my children and then travel the world and that's it. You know, do the best with what God has given me and that's it. Then one time I was listening to, I don't know what I was listening to, but it was a story of David. You know the story of David and Goliath. It's a famous story. I didn't know that Goliath, Goliath's ancestors ancestors were one of the tribes that god told the israelites to destroy so as the israelites were going into the promised land god gave them instructions about these people who were already living in the promised land he told them that i'm casting them out of that promised land because they worship idols they don't do things that please me they are they do yeah they do things that don't honor me and I'm not pleased with these kind of people. So when you go in there, don't get curious about what they do and how they do it. 
destroy them. So as they were fighting battles, he would give them instructions to destroy people completely, not take anything from them. And unfortunately, the Israelites, like most of us, didn't listen. So you are in the battle, you see a fly person, and you're like, oh, I want to destroy, but come on, look at this seed right here. <laughs> look at this girl, look at this guy. And so they didn't destroy everybody. And so these people who are not destroyed, one of them were the Philistines, and these ones became greater and greater with time. They multiplied, they became greater, and then they were now an issue for the Israelites because then they were fighting wars with the Israelites. They were uh, invading their spaces. They were just a bother. A bother sounds like something you can ignore, but they were really a rival. They were really an enemy to the Israelites. So they were always there to fight. They were always there to bother them. They were always there to, to contend with them. And they made their life a pain. So for me, it was just saying, oh, okay. David is fighting Goliath. Oh, it's fine. But then those people, they didn't destroy. When God told them to destroy, multiplied, increased the number, gained dominance, hated the Israelites. They had children who hated the Israelites. You know how it is, right? You're raising children and you're telling them, we as a family, we don't interact with these people. They're evil. We destroy them. That's what happened with the Philistines. They increased the number. And now it was this place where Goliath now was torturing the children of God was really the, the Philistines were about to destroy the children of God. Why? Because their parents didn't destroy this group of people who God instructed them to destroy at a specific time. They didn't listen and they didn't destroy them. So now these people are the very people who are coming to torture the generation of David. You know, so the Israelites were really scared when David came to fight Goliath. They were in a place of fear. They were shivering. They were stressed. They didn't know what to do because the Philistines had a giant who was going to destroy them and who was cursing them, cursing God and belittling them. And they were scared. They didn't know what to do. And David came and defeated Goliath. Now, if you hear this story and realize that, well, David's parents and their ancestors had a chance to prevent this Goliath situation. Well, God used it for good and gave David the strength to defeat Goliath, but he didn't have to. There were other battles he could have fought that were necessary, but this was an unnecessary battle. And so many of us are in unnecessary battles. You know, our parents didn't handle their business well. So now you are in this space where you're broke all the time. You're raised in poverty and poverty is what you know. And you seem to not have anything you can do about it. Your parents had opportunities. They didn't take advantage of them. And now you're carrying the burdens and the experiences and the leftovers of those burden of, of those issues that didn't handle. And usually what happens is if your great grandfather was poor, he'll pass on poverty to the next generation and it gets worse. You know, it's like it gets more rotten. So if the giants were not slain in your grandparents' generation and they passed on to your parents, by the time they're getting to you, they're really, really furious, furious kind of issues. The furious giants, they have grown on this hate of you. They have grown in this disdain. They understand your weaknesses. They are trained to hate you, you know? And that's what most of us are going through in our lives. And if you're from Africa, you're living in Africa, I'm from Malawi. You know, you grow up seeing poverty. You grow up seeing lack and you think it's normal. Maybe you might not think it's normal, but it gets normalized. You can't look at it every day and just be like, oh my God, this is terrible. No, you just get to a point where you look at lack 
which another person from a different environment will come and go like, oh no, we need help. You'd be like, oh, oh, that, there's worse, you know? Because you have normalized it after going through it all your life. And those are the giants that we are now having to slay. Now, what happens if, let's say, if David didn't slay Goliath, Goliath would have won over Israelites. Now imagine David's children. David's children would have to deal with so many Goliaths because Goliath would have had children who would have grown up to even hate the Israelites more and they'll be told stories of how Goliath defeated the Israelites and now there'll be generations and generations of giants born who were now oppressing the Israelites. But David slayed the giant and that changed the trajectory for his children and his children's children and generations after. I believe you and I are placed at a time such as this to do that very thing. You and I are placed in our situations to do the very thing David did, to slay giants. They're not our giants. Most of the things we struggle with, we own them and think, oh, it's just me, I'm just lazy. It's just me, you know, a family with deal with obesity. It's just me because I'm not disciplined. It's just me because I'm stagnated. It's just me, I can't hold a marriage. It's just me, I can't do business. It's just me, I just get in debt. No, 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 that's not true. If you research your family and your family's ancestors, you'll find that these issues started somewhere and they are passed on from generation to generation. Success is the same way. Success is also passed on from generation to generation. If your parents were successful, they might, they'll train you differently and they'll set you up differently for more success. But if your parents were dealing with alcoholism, pornography, sexual promiscuity, gossip, comparison, envy, they'll raise you differently and set you up for more of the same. Now, I believe we're the bridge breakers or bridge builders, whichever way you look at it. We are breaking the bridge to curses and we're building the bridge to blessing. But we can't build that bridge acting like layback. We have to know this is a fight. This is war. Slaying is not a cool word. It's, of course, we use it a lot. Slay queens and whatever. But slaying is killing. You know, we have to slay them giants. I was talking to my son the other day, and he didn't like the story of David and Goliath. He was like, why are they killing the giant? Like the giant. He likes giants because most of the movies and, and stories he watches, giants are good. They're helpful. They're big. And to him, big is great. So he didn't like the story because he didn't like that David was killing Goliath. But that's what we have to do. And that's the truth of the matter. It's not pretty. It's not going to be easy. But even the Bible says in Corinthians that as a soldier, you don't deal with civilian affairs. And the problem is most of us don't know we are soldiers in this battle. God has raised us up and given us the education, given us the exposure, the technologies, not so that we can just take funny pictures and enjoy ourselves and connect and, and be silly or just have fun. That is good. You can have fun, but you have to understand that you're supposed to build a bridge for blessing for the generations to come. The people after you shouldn't have to deal with the same issues you're dealing with. They don't have to go through the same complaints and worries and issues. If your career is stagnating, you don't like how your life looks, the people after you shouldn't have to deal with the same. If you don't make a change, you will raise kids or you influence people with the same frustration you have and you'll pass it on to others. So now your impact to the generations is a frustration. Now the people after you are going to have to slay your giants in addition to their very giants too. We have to make things better. How is this connected to you? For me, for example, I don't like poverty and I don't like good enough. I have grown up not 
in poverty per se, but surrounded by it. I've grown up with good enough. But good enough was for me to stand on my parents pushed me up to a certain point. I can't just be there and say, okay, my parents were employed in jobs I didn't like, but then they really wanted to make a living and they tried their best. And then I also do the same. No, the desires I have, I'm going to fight for. So that my children are not born from a person who's frustrated because they're in a job they don't love. But what can they do? No, my children shouldn't see that. My children should see what faith can do. My children should see what determination can achieve. My children should see that you can think something and make it happen. That your de desires and your talents and your gifts are your seed for you to multiply. You can be fruitful. You know, you are able. They should see that. My children should not come into this world and deal with pornography. They don't understand. You know, I hear stories of 12-year-olds who just bump in their homes and they just bump into something and then they saw it and then it became an addiction later in life. They saw a picture because their father or their mother didn't deal with the pornography challenge. There are people who stumble, kids who stumble on alcohol in their homes. Their parents were hiding it and they hid it well. But then there are these spirits that reign in your home and they're drawing this child towards this alcohol and this child is addicted at 14 they don't know. They keep it a secret. They don't know what happened. Now they can't shake it off. Why? Their parents didn't slay their giants. We have to slay these giants, guys. You know the, the struggles your family faces, but you don't even have to know them. Even your struggles, they don't just pop up. You see some families struggle with pornography. Some families struggle with divorce. Some families struggle with poverty. Some struggles. Some families struggle with alcoholism. Some families, depression. Different things. Other families. It's a mix. I'm not saying just one thing. It's a mix. Why? Because there are spirits that reign over your household. There are giants that are sitting there. They're thinking, this is where we stay. Your grandfather gave, gave us a, a room in this, in this um, line. So you, your children, you are ours. We're going to own you guys and we're going to stay here. We're going to multiply. So when you know that, you can't just be like, oh, whatever happens. No, you arise, right? You arise. And for me, I'm building a multi-billion dollar business. But I have never seen that. So how do I do it? How do I slay the giants of good enough? How do I slay the giants of poverty? Those are things that now I have to think about. Those are things that now I have to learn, learn about. So let me go back to my notes so I can be structured about this. This was an introduction on what this means, slaying your giants, right? Now, how do you slay your giants? The giants are there to stop your purpose. You know, the purpose of the Israelites were to stay in that land and display God's goodness. You know, they were supposed to stay in Israel, in land of milk and honey, it was their promised land. So they were supposed to experience God's best in that land, multiply in that land, be a demonstration of God's faithfulness to all the nations around them in that land. But the Philistines were there to be a thorn in their flesh and bother them and stop that and subdue them. So that if they were prisoners, how could they display God's goodness? If they were prisoners, how could they multiply? So they were there to really, really limit their purpose. And that's what these giants in our lives are for. Gossip, poverty, promiscuity, whatever it is that giants that you're facing, they're there to limit your purpose. They might look good. You know, every Friday you'll be like, yay, alcohol, yay, party, yay, promiscuity, whatever it is. I'm just saying things that are demonstrable, right? Like promiscuity and alcoholism. Those are things you can see, but there are deeper things that you can't see either as well, such as um, depression, mental, whatever, suicide thoughts, and so many internal things, envy, jealousy. Those are equally bad 
and they're equally passed on and the eco giants as well the purpose limits to limit your purpose their aim is to limit your purpose you shouldn't go further than your parents you shouldn't even achieve anything that god has envisioned for you because when god made you he put in you the potential to do great things he put in you the talents the gifts and the desires you have to make a difference the the gifts you have to display and affect your environment affect your world from your gifts you're supposed to come out with purpose Okay, let me take that again. From your gifts, you're supposed to come up with freedom, mental freedom, spiritual freedom, financial freedom. You're supposed to blossom and thrive. I'm not saying you're supposed to be like easy, chill, comfortable. No, the challenges are not supposed to destroy you. Your challenges are supposed to build you up. That's the purpose God has for your life. So that you, everything he has put in you, every seed, that you'll be fruitful in it and multiply and affect your world positively. And attain joy and peace and, and success and fulfillment through that. That is God's purpose for you. And then these giants come to work against that very purpose. They want to limit your purpose. So as an entrepreneur, I know that I want to have uh, this amazing business. I want to affect people a certain way. But the giants that are in my life are there to block that purpose. So I'll end up being frustrated, end up complaining. I'll end up not being a great mother because I'm not using my talents and gifts. So I'm not happy with my life. Then how can I not be happy with my life and be a great mom and a great wife and a great Christian? Not possible. So in the end, the giants just, just bring something that looks good. Even the Bible says the devil comes like an angel of light. So they bring something that looks like mm, yummy. Yummy. It's just a, a fun night out. Yay. It's a paid for trip to the lake. Yay. Whatever it is, it comes in like a good thing. But the purpose doesn't change. The devil ain't playing, guys. The devil doesn't play games. He's there to kill, steal, and destroy. And every chance you give him, he's like a lowering lion. He wants to devour. And devour is to destroy completely. So he comes in and you think, oh, yeah, it's just one night. I'll just sleep here with him or her. Oh, it's just one debt. I'll just take this debt and pay off that debt. Oh, oh, he's, she's driving that car. How can she drive that car? I'm going to get debt and drive the same car. Just come. You let it in, the giant, and it will sit on you. And what it will do is, it will cause more problems. So you took that loan that you couldn't afford. Now you can't eat. Now you're jealous of your friends who can eat. Now you can't look good. You can't take care of yourself. Now you're hating your sister who can do it. Now you're negative in your marriage. Your marriage is falling apart. Now you, you hate, you can't connect with people who are here to help you, mentors and friends. It just comes like one thing, and it messes up a lot of things. So you have to understand this giants want to limit your purpose. And the thing is, they don't want to limit just your purpose. They know that when they mess things up on your level, they, they can affect the next level as well. And for me, this was really, really impactful because I sat there and looked at my children, innocent. They look up to me. They love me. I'm their like source. I'm the one who protects them. I'm the one who feeds them. I'm the one who decides how they dress and whatever. They're really under my care. And they're just like this i'm talking about these are physical cares but their spirits are also under my care because if i'm there and passing them on to pornography if i am there and passing them on to debt if i am there and passing them on to to to, to gossip how am i taking care of them they might look good and cute and have great pictures but this shouldn't be destroyed they'll start off on the wrong foot the friendships they'll attract the spouses they'll attract their careers are attract all those things will be tainted by what I did with their spirits when they were living in my care. That woke me up because my kids, I just love my kids. And I look at them and I'm like, I want to do right by you. The responsibility God has taken, has given me, I want to take seriously and influence you positively. 
I don't want to play with this. I don't want to play with the whole generation. So that woke me up. To say I have to stay with the giants I have. And that's what helped me lose weight. That's what helped me be a morning person. I wake up early. Not because I love it. Not because, yeah, I'm just energetic. I try to make it as fun as possible. But I have to slay these giants, guys. My children can't start, um, when they're getting in their careers, they can't start begging for jobs because they can't fend them for themselves. They shouldn't have to start building houses because their parents didn't build houses. They shouldn't have to struggle to, to travel the world. Like, at 20, that's when they're seeing South Africa or the... I don't know what the world is about. I want my children to start off better. There's a certain lifestyle I want for me and my children. Not just lifestyle like physical, but also a spiritual lifestyle that I want for them. Spiritual impact that I want for them. Mental ability that I want for them. They should uncover who they are. They should have the privilege of, of designing, inventing, and exploring their potential. You know, because I'm not pushing my issues, you know, my, self, my lack of self-awareness. Self I'm like, you be a doctor. I'm not pushing my issues on them. I'm letting them be who God made them to be. But that is work. I can't just become that mother naturally. Because it's not natural. Giants are there in my life to stop me from being intentional. To stop me from passing on a blessing. To stop me from raising the next generation. And it's not just for my children. Everybody has influence outside their homes. People who look up to you in one way or the other. How are you influencing them? What are you passing on to them? Giants are there to limit that purpose. And through you, they want to limit so many others. But God wants to do the opposite. He wants to empower you. And the power he has given you is not that you should be scared of the giants that are coming from your parents, 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 parents. No. The blood of Jesus and the strength he has given you and the vision he has given you enables you to slay those giants and start afresh. Yes, you can slay those giants and start afresh. You should. It won't be easy. It will take dying to your flesh. It will take you arising and defeating so many issues that could show up in your life. So many trials. It will take sacrifice. You know, when you could just chill at home and binge watch something, you will read a book. You will pray. You ask for help when you are vulnerable and you could want to be proud and say, I don't need nobody. You ask for help. Why? Because you know you're being strategic. You know Forward, there, there is their giants I must slay. Their giants I must, fight, I must fight. Not just for my good, not just for now, but even for the future and for God's glory. So giants are there to limit. God is there to expand and to multiply. And that's the mandate God gave us. Be fruitful and multiply and subdue. That's what we are here for. Fruitfulness, multiplication, and subduing. The giants in our lives, they are there to just cancel that out. Limit us as much as possible. Subtract from our lives. Divide from our lives. Split us apart. Push us away. Mess up with our heads and make us be subdued. Make us slaves to our very desires, maybe. Slaves to them, giants. So you're there now with this big dream, but you can't move. Why? Because this giant now is bigger. Because you are feeding the giant instead of slaying it. How do you feed a giant? You know you are struggling with porn. You don't do anything about it. You don't confess. You don't talk to anybody about it. You just say, I'll handle it myself. The giant is growing. And you know it. So it doesn't let go of you. It just pounds on you. It pounds on you. If you are listening on audio, I'm pounding my hand. I hope you can hear it. But it pounds on you. It hurts you. You know, and it's bigger. And it knows your weaknesses. It knows you more. And it knows, ah, okay. Now she's resisting this. Let me present it in a different way. You know, 
knows your weakness and presents everything that you need to destroy you. That's what giants are about. And that's what we're fighting against. Now, if you understand what is at stake, again, the third point is you have to be vigilant to slay these giants. How do you slay these giants? God. God. Because the giants are really the devil and his demons. They're really there to limit you. And the devil is there to kill, steal, and destroy you. So God is the one who is able to enable you to position yourself right to slay giants. So prayer, God's word, and God himself. And if you don't know how this works, accept God first as your Lord and Savior. You confess your sin. You admit that you have fallen short of his glory. You sin. I do things that don't please you, God. Help me live for you in Jesus' name. Help me understand what life is about. Help me understand my purpose. Empower me to slay these giants that torture me. That's a prayer you pray. And God hears you and sees your heart. And if you say, Jesus, be Lord of my life, he is the one who slays giants through you by the Holy Spirit that he'll put in you. So the first step is, is pray. Find God. Know God. Seek his help. And this doesn't mean you just pray and then you move on. Life has changed. It means you be diligent every day to say, God, help me to live well today. Help me read your word. Help me pray. Help me be connected. Help me see the unseen. Because giants are unseen. You won't see the spirit of, 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 let's say, gossip waiting for you in the other room. But God sees it. So he would tell you, no, don't go to that room. Instead, go to the other room or walk away. You'd be like, oh, I just don't feel like being in this place. So I am walking away. That is God. Because you have submitted your life to him, he will defend you in the sin and unseen. And we need that. Because there's so much we don't see in this life. We can just live and think, ah, oh, it's just life. But no. There's so many things, traps, booby traps everywhere that we don't see. So you're like, oh, if I had not gone to that channel, I couldn't have seen that. And then I wouldn't have fallen back in sin. God will see that. Be connected to him. He will help you. So receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior is the first step. The second step is you have to change your food. This is spiritual food. This is mind food. What you listen to. What you watch. Those are things that you must change because they are affecting your belief system and they're affecting the attitude of your mind. If all day you're watching, let's say, violence and you struggle with anger, are you sure you're going to defeat anger after watching violence every day on your TV? Or maybe playing violent video games? Or maybe watching news that is violent? You have to change your mind food, what you put in your head. Because your eyes and your mouth, those are the gateways to your heart, to your mind. Right? So be careful what you're watching. Be careful what you're seeing. I mean, hearing. Did I say your mouth and your eyes are gateway? Okay, let me take that again. Your eyes and your ears are the gateways. Your mouth too. Because if you are feeding yourself wrong, like physically eating wrongly, you might have a strong spirit that wants to do great things, that wants to pray. But if you eat wrong, your body will say, no, I need to rest. You know? So you need to be aware of these things. What are you doing to yourself? Your mind food and your actual food itself. Be intentional. So be like, okay, for me, it was TV. I was watching a lot of TV and it was mindless TV. So it would be competitions about bodies, um, models and stuff like that. Just competitions. I, I love to see, to choose like, ah, oh, I think that she'll win. I think that she'll win. So there were a lot of mindless things. And then I would also watch um, funny shows that were really, Really not funny, according to God. You know, according to God's standards. It's hard for you to laugh uh, when somebody's making jokes about a person you love. 
hurtful jokes. And so I realized somewhere that the things I'm laughing about are hurtful jokes about God. And so I had to stop that. So I wanted a pure mind. I wanted a creative mind. So what I was doing with my mind every day would determine whether my mind is alert and is willing to fight. Like I said, the Bible says in Corinthians, I'm not sure of a verse, but in Corinthians it says we are, I mean, soldiers don't get involved in civilian affairs. You are a soldier. If you're going to slay these giants, you can't slay them being civilian. So you need, I'm not saying you won't have fun or enjoy life, but I'm saying you have to be aware where the giants is creeping in. Because the giant will come and say, just have a little fun. Just do this, but they're trying to kill, still and destroy. So there's able, you're able to have clean fun. Fun that is from God. Because God is not a party pooper. God designed all these senses that we have that ex help us experience tests, that help us enjoy sight, that help us be excited. He is the one who says he wants to give us abundant life. He's the one who says that his blessing maketh rich and adds no sorrow. He's a good God and he wants us to enjoy life. But the devil comes and tries to make God seem like he's a party pooper and then he'll bring in like things that look fun to you but they're stealing from you and stealing from your destiny and stealing from generations to come. So generations are banking on you to arise and here you are just thinking, oh, I just watch this show. You're giving up the whole, the whole, your inheritance for a show. You're giving up your inheritance just so you can sleep 30 minutes more. You know, so you, there's things you have to sacrifice to slay these giants. What you watch, what you eat, what you hear, watch those things. Are they really glorifying God? Are they serving you and your purpose? Watch those things. And then you have to also be able to understand the power of sacrifice. God says in Romans 12, the Bible says, Romans 12, 1 to 2, you are a living sacrifice. You know, you can't get to God without sacrificing. I'm not saying you come with a bull and burn it. No, it's the same thing about mind food. For you to start having time to read the Bible, that means you're giving up time maybe to, so to scroll on social media. That's sacrifice. So you have to understand the power of sacrifice. And that could mean waking up 30 minutes earlier just to be quiet before God and say, how can you lead me today? You know, that could mean, um, sacrifice could mean taking maybe a hundred grand that you were planning to spend on shoes and whatever and putting it in a mentorship program because you're thinking, I need to learn how to discipline this. I need to learn how to do this business. I need to learn this and that. You know, sacrifice. Sac give up something for something. If you don't give up, what you're usually doing is you're taking the permanent. You're keeping the temporary, but you're sacrificing the permanent. That's what we usually do. So generations are rooting for you and they're praying that, come on, come on, girl, come on, boy, give up the temporary and take the permanent. The permanent you take, the sacrifice you make is not just for you and your betterment today. It's affecting all of us. Come on. We, we believe in you. You can bridge. You can build that bridge. You can slay those giants. Come on. They're rooting for you. And you need to be able to understand the power of sacrifice. The last point that can help you slay giants is really accountability. Get people who can hold you accountable. You're slaying these giants. Be open. If you're hiding these giants, that's where they thrive, in the dark. So they'll try to convince you. You get convinced, I can do this myself. Only last time I, I didn't do it because I didn't do this. Maybe I, I, I right now I just put an app on my phone that blocks porn sites. I'll never do it again. Again, I'll never do it again. And that's it. But in actual sense, what you need to do now is get accountability, get help. I'm back. 
something happened to my recording. But anyway, I was talking about accountability. So get accountability at all costs. Don't do this alone. And the thing is, sometimes we judge ourselves thinking that somebody else will hear the giants were fighting and then they will think, oh my goodness, how can you do this? How can you be this kind of person? But the truth is everybody is facing giants. Even as you get accountability, the people you're talking to might not face the same giants as you, but they are struggling with giants. And that should comfort us. You know, that should remove the fear of judgment because we are more alike than different. We are all facing giants and we're all fighting giants for our generations. And come on, you shouldn't, you should keep your eyes on the price, right? Keep your eyes on the price because what is, what is the trade-off? You're fighting giants and you shouldn't care about people's opinions because people's opinions are temporary. They're just there. And then the people giving opinions are also struggling with their things. So if you are giving away bigger things just for opinions, just to look good in front of people, just to keep appearances, then you're, you're missing the whole, you're missing the whole plot. You're missing out on big things on, for a price of a little thing, a price of people's opinions. And those people's opinions shouldn't matter because they are also struggling with their own issues, you know? Yeah, so that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Whatever you are building in your life, whatever you're desiring in your life, it's not accidental. It's not random. God has put desires in our lives that guide us to where he wants us to thrive. So you find that the desires I have may not make sense to you. And that's perfect because God didn't make us the same. The desires you want to achieve, the life you want to achieve, the lifestyle, the impact you want to make, all that makes sense. And God has given you everything you need to do well in that area. I'm about business building. I'm about purpose. You have to find your purpose too. But when you find your purpose, you have to understand the fact that we are not fighting just for ourselves. We're fighting for our generations. We're fighting to change the trajectory of the children that are coming after us, the people who are looking up to us. So I'm not saying that to put pressure on us, but that's what, it's not something that you should be like, oh my goodness, I have to keep up an appearance. No, you already have it. But you living your best life with the gifts and abilities God has given you, listening to God and doing multiplying in your gift and talent you're living your best life and, and doing the job of really changing the trajectory of your generations after you and that means you have to acknowledge the fact that they are real real giants in your life they're real real giants that you have inherited and they must be slain you must acknowledge the fact that you need to be vigilant you need to be aware you're not just here to just play random games you're here to have an abundant life but it has to be purposeful and impactful and that's why you must arise. That's why you must stand up and change the story for you and yours. You and yours and your family and you and yours that watch you. We must change the story and arise and slay giants that need to die. Because most of the giants who inherited should have died a long time ago. But somebody was slacking, somebody was cheating, somebody was distracted, somebody wasn't even aware, and they let the giants live. You and I can kill these giants and have a better start right are we ready to do this so i'm going to go through my points again you know the first point is that we have inherited giants they are giants that are there and therefore we need to take seriously our battle we need to take seriously our goals we have to take our purpose purpose seriously because we have inherited giants and their their aim is to limit us 
The second thing is what do the giants want? I've said it already. Their aim is to limit our purpose, is to make sure that we're distracted, we're destroyed, and those after us are also destroyed. And that is our standing point to make sure that it doesn't happen. So first of all, we have inherited giants and we have a serious job there because these giants want to kill, steal, and destroy. The second thing is they want to stop our purpose. So let's be aware of the giants. And the third thing is how do we slay these giants? We have been given the power and the ability to slay these giants. How do we slay them? God, a relationship with Jesus, that's what it takes because you won't even know about these giants. You won't even see them as issues unless you have that connection with God and his own who empower you appropriately to slay these giants. The second thing you need to know is have to guard your mind, your body with what you put inside. If you eat wrong things, they will make you weak in battle. So you are a soldier in this battle. You need to be disciplined. What are you eating? Is it helping your spiritual life? Is it helping your reading? I mean, your mind life, your food affects you, but also your mind food. What are you feeding? What are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you eating? Those are the things that we have to notice. That's the second point uh, on how to slay giants. The third point is sacrifice. Understand sacrifice. You're giving up something that you like for something that is of a greater value, something that is more lasting, something permanent. You're giving up the temporary. It might look painful. It might look like, oh, why are you doing this? This is hard. But what you understand, when you understand what you're gaining is better and bigger, then it changes everything. It changes everything. Now, the fourth point is that you have to be practical and get help and accountability. Take this thing seriously and then let's move on up. We're not just creating businesses and going for our careers and being the best version of ourselves for no reason. We're doing this because we have a purpose. And our purpose affects generations. And let's be aware of everything that's happening. Let's not belittle things like, ah, oh, it just happened, it's just coincidence. It just happens in our family. It just happened to me the second time. Nope. They're giants. They want to destroy. Arise, take a stand, and let's fight. All right? Okay. I hope this was helpful for you because it is really still helping me. And I wish you all the best. Get in touch to give me feedback. I'm all over the socials, all over social media. Mavis, Zaina, Kanjada. You can find me anywhere, hashtag on your lane. If you can't find me, I'm sure you can find me somewhere on that hashtag. I wish you the very best and a very productive life, a very productive day, and happy slaying. I don't know if you can be happy slaying, but we're going to do that. Let's be happy slaying all them giants in Jesus' name. I wish you all the best. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me here on my lane audio experience be sure to subscribe and share and i can't wait to hang out again soon all right okay bye bye